Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to a year of grace with your something new podcaster. It's Shannon, your something new podcaster, your something new blogger, and y'all, the girl who is beyond excited to welcome y'all back once again to this time that the Lord has blessed us with to share together, 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 to learn more about the grace, the unmerited favor that he offers us, that he offers us as his children, as his daughters, the grace that he offers us, his unmerited, undeserved grace that is ours a gift from our Father, sweet y'all. The grace that we're studying this year together, the grace that we're focusing on from the book of Psalms. Remember, our text for the year, our focused text, our specific text, our feature text, whatever phrase you feel comfortable calling it, it's in Psalm 67 verses 1 and 2, and that's the text from which our verses come that we are drawing inspiration from as we seek to learn more about God's grace in our lives, the impact that his grace has on our lives, how that grace unfolds in our lives, how that grace then becomes more and more and more impactful in our lives, how that grace becomes the life blood in our lives, the life song of our lives, and our life's work. Now, let me read Psalm 67 verses 1 and 2 aloud because just like always, if you're driving right now, I don't expect you to be able to pull out your Bible. If you're walking on a treadmill right now, I don't think you're going to have your Bible handy. If you're waiting in car line and you have to keep one eye (laughs) ahead so the teachers don't get fussy with you when you don't pull up as soon as they wave their hand to you. And I know what that's like as someone who has studied God's word for years sitting in car line at Christian schools and still gotten fussed at, y'all. I don't mind telling you. I know. I know I'm not the only one that's been fussed out in the car line, sweet sisters. Now, I might be the only one with an open laptop, five or six study Bibles, (laughs) and a concordance or two, but I'm not the only one that's been fussed out in car line. I'm positive of that. So regardless of what you are doing right now, Let me thank you again for taking me with you 
today. Let me read these verses, our text verses for the year, from the psalmist who says in 67, verse 1, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. On into verse 2, that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. So there you begin to see, sweet dearies, yes, the importance of God's graciousness to us, his blessing upon us, that his face is indeed shining upon us, but also that his ways may be, or you might say quietly to yourself, may become known on earth. His salvation may, may be known, may become known among all nations. We've talked in purely introductory terms so far together in episodes one, two, three, four, and five here on our podcast together. But even more so, we have talked on my Go Live events that you can find that I do with you all through my Instagram at Shannon.Garns, the Something New Blogger. We have talked about God's purpose, the purpose that our Father has for each of our lives. We talked about it last time. We, we concluded last time by speaking of the fact that not only is there a purpose in each one of us being here, but that each of us as his daughters has a unique purpose within our lives. And if you could see me, if we were if we were all together in a chapel, if we were all together in a conference room, you would see me making a wide circle with my hands. I do this all the time on our go lives. We all have a purpose within our lives. So my hands are making a big circle out in front of me and I'm just grinning from ear to ear at y'all because we each have a purpose within our lives. And then if we were together, you would see I would be making a much larger circle now, shoulder to shoulder. We also have a much greater purpose within the body. Now, I read and reread and reread and reread and take to heart each precious comment that you all are so gracious to share with me. One comment, one recurring comment that many of you are so gracious to share with me is that even though I feel that I am explaining clearly some of the more common words to the Southern Baptist faith in which I was raised, those, those phrases are not necessarily common to a faith in which many of you were raised or also, additionally, many of you were not raised in a church faith at all. And so the phraseology that I might be using is not commonplace at all. So 
the body. By the body, I literally mean the body of believers and additionally, the body of all Christian women and additionally, all sweet sisters who are growing in faith, who are interested in faith, who are curious about faith, who were who were dragged off to a quote-unquote church event, a Bible study, a women's ministry offering, who were encouraged to listen to me today, who like me as a person but aren't quite sure about all of this religious talk, the body. It's all of us sweet sisters, the body. Our Father not only has a purpose for each of us, whether or not we have openly admitted that he is Savior and Lord. He has a purpose for each of us in the world and in the greater body to serve all of our sweet sisters. My purpose, what he has specifically called me to do. Y'all are very interested in this specific call, how I know it is my call, what I did to get this call. Y'all are very interested in hearing specifics from me. I am hearing that from you loud and clear. And so as soon as I come back from this short break, we will start there with the goal of ending up today in the marvelous book, the marvelous New Testament book of 1 Peter. Stay with me. I will be right back. Hi, this is Meg, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Episode six today, and we are looking deeply at the topic of discovering how our Father has gifted each of us so that we might better serve our sweet sisters in the world in which we live and in the greater world in which we inhabit our earthly world. Service opportunities abound for us, sweet y'all. And one of the things that y'all are very interested in is how it is possible to go about finding the areas in which our Father has gifted each one of us. Y'all are very curious to know how it was I discovered the area in which our Father gifted me. Well, It's a very long story, and as I've shared with y'all, I would love to be able to share my entire testimony with you, and I do think that once we have a bit more study time, a bit more foundational building together, I see a perfect opportunity for me to spend several episodes sharing my testimony with you. 
For today, the specific question that dovetails perfectly here is one that many of y'all ask regularly. How is it that I knew that our Father had called me to this specific ministry of teaching, of Bible study, of ministry, of encouraging, of exhorting other women, followers, non-followers, believers, non-believers, women who had all manner and level of interest in God and in His powerful Word. Y'all, this began in earnest for me sometime shortly after October of 1996, which is when our father called me back to himself in a very, very, very specific and formalized manner by calling me to motherhood. He called me very, very, very clearly and very specifically speaking directly into my heart, my soul, by calling me to motherhood. And in the years from late, late October of 96 until April of 2000, when my sweet girl was born, the work that he did in my heart was profound. Because what happened to me was a complete transformation of my life that began with the path towards motherhood and continues to this day the journey towards understanding his word more and an ever-deepening desire to share his word more. Now, the chief and I began almost immediately from the time I felt God's call to motherhood until the day we had Megan to completely overhaul our lives to make it possible for me to be at home with her from the very beginning. I knew instantly from the time I felt that call that I would not be able to not be at home with her from the time she was born. I knew myself well enough to know that I wanted to be with her, at home with her, raising her. And so the chief and I began that overhaul, and we were committed, both of us, to waiting as long as it took in order to afford for us to be able to do that. And the Lord blessed that and honored that prayer that we prayed repeatedly so that by the time our girl arrived, everything was in place for me to be able to do that. While we were preparing for that, We prepared on many, 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 many levels. And one level that was important to us was budgetary, a budgetary level. And by that, I mean developing and sticking to and honoring a very, very, very strict budget. 
so that when our child was born, I would be able to be at home with that baby. And so early on in the process, that budget became very important. And one thing that was important to us was a process that the chief came up with of, he called it feeding in needs so that the budget could stay on track so that no large expenses would hit at the same time and medium expenses could be spread out over time and small expenses could be fed in week by week. It was a wonderful process and it made so much sense. Each week when I would go to the grocery store, I would scour the baby aisle and try to find one small item that I could purchase to help us become ready to one day be parents. So something very, very small and I would purchase it. At the end of the baby aisle at our grocery store, there was a turning book rack. And on that book rack were not only mom books, mom-to-be books, how to raise your child books, but there were books about raising a child, being a mom, being a wife, being a woman, After God's Own Heart, books by Elizabeth George. I was fascinated. I was absolutely fascinated by this topic. Y'all know, many of you, that I am a lifelong reader. I love to study. I love to learn. I love to read. And I was fascinated to flip through these books standing in this aisle at the grocery store and find that our father had so much to say about motherhood, about being a wife, about being a home manager, a homekeeper. I purchased my first book, took it home, began immersing myself in it. At the time, I did not have a grown-ups Bible. I just had my young girl's Bible, and it was tiny, but I studied it, and I studied my book, and I began to learn God's Word, and I began to be filled with the most burning passion and desire to come to understand a plan that God had for wives and mothers. It was as if I had lived in complete darkness because I had truly and the lights were turned on and each day they grew brighter for me. And I studied, and as I studied more, more and more connections formed. They began to make more sense to me. I was fascinated by what I was learning. And I continued on that way until after Megan was born. And 
months after she was born, probably six months or so after she was born, she and I went and bought my first Bible together. She and her little car seat uh, together went and bought my first Bible. And once I had a big girl Bible, I really felt alive. I felt I could truly begin to study. Those early steps laid the groundwork for more and more and more Bible study, more and more learning, more and more of a passion to grow. And as my girl began to grow up, I began to grow more and more and more in the Lord. Now, when I come back, I will be ready to read to you all from 1 Peter chapter 4. And we will pray together over this verse so that we all might see the plan that our Father has for gifting us with his grace. I'll be right back. Hi, this is The Chief, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by The Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Sweet, y'all. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, let me read to you the verse that I would like us all to pray together until we gather again for our next podcast. I feel that this New Testament verse will be quite helpful in illuminating how we can best begin to pray and ask our Father for His guidance regarding the gifting that He has in mind for us. And then next time, I will share with you the next step in the process of my personal gifting along the path of becoming a Bible study teacher. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, and some of this is going to sound very familiar to you, and so I think it will give you great confidence and assurance. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Okay, many things should stand out right away. First of all, each one, not just a few, not just this sweet sister or that sweet sister, each sweet sister, each one should use, not let sit on a shelf, <laughs> not hang on to for a rainy day, but should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. To serve. Now, here in the New Testament Greek, serve means literally to serve, to wait upon, to wait for to help, to come and serve, to meet someone's needs, to help another, to serve someone. 
your gift, my gift, each gift of every sweet sister is used, therefore, to what? Say it to yourself, to serve, to serve others. How? Faithfully, by faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So each one should use whatever gift. Hmm. We use our gifts to serve and administer God's grace. Okay, this is starting, I hope, to connect for you with Psalm 67, verses 1 and 2. Gift. Each one should use whatever gift. Gift here is a wonderful word that you will all recognize. It means charisma. Charisma. It means a gift of grace. A gift of undeserved benefit. Remember what grace is. Unmerited favor in the Old Testament. Here, an undeserved benefit. Charisma. Now, when we talk about grace in just a minute, you're going to see the word charis. The only difference between grace and gift and charis and charisma is the suffix ma. The M-A in charisma, that suffix, that M-A, the suffix on charisma, that only indicates this. It indicates that it is the result of receiving grace. That's all the difference between grace and gift is. That suffix for charisma means... It's the result of having been given God's grace. Grace, or charis, literally just means that which brings us joy. It is God's gift to us, his unmerited favor, his unmerited deserved benefit, an example to us of his free, loving kindness. We talked about before his benevolence to us, his outstanding bounty to us. Each one, First Peter verse, chapter 4, verse 10, each one should use Whatever gift, the result of grace, has received to serve, to wait upon others 
faithfully administering God's grace, his bounty, his benevolence in its various forms. A year of grace, sweet sisters, means as we pray to our Father that in his loving kindness, in his benevolence, in his bountiful goodness, mercy, and grace to us, he will show us the gifts that he has for us, areas where we may fully serve the body. We may pray his word back to him. The wonderful, powerful Bible teacher, Beth Moore, who was very impactful in my personal walk with the Lord in helping me see his word come to life in a new way from one woman whose life was made whole from God's word coming off of the page and coming to life in her heart. Transforming her much as it did for me, Beth talks at length about praying God's word back to him. The blessing, the beauty, the majesty of praying his holy word back to him. Let me close today in her honor, in your honor. Let me close in prayer for us today in the manner in which she has taught so many of us. Let me close in prayer and take the words found in verse Peter, chapter 4, verse 10. Father, your word says each one of us should use whatever gift you have graciously given us so that we may better serve others, so that we may faithfully administer your grace, Lord, in all of its various forms. Father, this is our heart's desire. We want to best know the gift that we have received from you. We want to be good servants of your gifts. We want to faithfully administer your grace in our worlds. We want to serve one another, and we want to serve the body in your name. Our prayer, Lord, is that you would help us learn the gift that you have blessed us and graced us with in your son's precious name.
Father, we love you. We want to honor you with our lives. We ask these things in your son's name. Father, we love you. Amen. Sweet y'all, I ask you if you want to use my prayer as a template for your prayer over the next few weeks, please do so. If you want to pray along with me, please do so. If you want to just use my words as your prayer, please do so. Next time, I will share more about my personal next steps in my walk and my gifting. It does involve my little sweet toddler girl, my preschooler, and I in a (laughs) a fantastic trip to Lifeway to see if they might happen to have any Bible study materials (laughs) by Beth Moore before I realized that you probably could call her the queen of Lifeway (laughs) Christian bookstores. Bless my heart, y'all. I didn't know. (sighs) Y'all, I have just loved being with you today, and I'm going to save those fun stories for another day and we will talk about them when we gather together next time until that day please know how much i love admire and care about each and every single one of you you all have my heart i welcome and look forward to any and all of your feedback i value it so deeply and so now for me in texas with reluctance, because I could be with you all afternoon. For today, that's a wrap. Bye for now.